Welcome to NFT. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy. This episode is presented by Aspen NFT. The Aspen is the place where you have fun to grow your NFT portfolio. Really excited to bring you this episode with Pack Drip. We get into his new work with Streak and the NFT All-Star Game and the experience that he had creating that event and bringing in real life utility to Top Shot collectors. Uh, he's a real one and I really enjoyed getting to meet him and, and recording this episode. Uh, without further ado, let's jump into it. First, let's hear from our sponsor, VinoVest. Fine wine has long been a cornerstone of wealth generation and preservation. The problem? Historically, it's been reserved for the ultra-wealthy. VinoVest is changing that. If you know me, you know I'm always looking for the next big player in the industry. I was amazed at how easy it was to get started in diversifying your investment portfolio. Wine has one-third the volatility of the stock market and has outperformed the global equities market over the past 30 years with 10.6% annualized returns, proving that the returns can be as robust as your favorite red. VinoVest makes it easy to acquire new investments equipped with a team of world-class sommeliers who evaluate wine and determine which ones will gain value over time. You own the wines in your portfolio outright. You can buy, sell, and even drink them whenever you want. Go to zen.ai slash nfteach to receive two months of fee-free investing on VinoVest. Be sure to mention that NFTeach is helping you save on two months of management fees. It's time to start investing with VinoVest today. Joining me on the Aspen NFT guest line is PackDrip. PackDrip, how are you? doing great how about yourself hey man really good to have you here uh quite an interesting story on our last attempted interview where i sent you a calendly link for another jeremy and uh you booked the meeting and you're kind of like where are you and i'm like dude i have no meeting and it was because i sent you the wrong link but some other jeremy definitely had a meeting uh did you show up to the meeting with the other jeremy i showed up to the meeting he ended up canceling it about five minutes later i think he might have got some alert or something it was kind of funny um and then i send the screenshot to you and i'm like wait is this you did you cancel on me and you were like that's not even me man i don't know how i sent you that and yeah it was it was just a, a funny little mix up and I, I don't mind uh, i mean look with that is the the beginning the origin story of this podcast i'm sure it has nowhere to go but up from there uh <laughs> for, for sure, sure. <laughs> yeah Patrick, it's really good to have you on. Um, you know, you're now working with Streak. We're going to spend some time jumping into what Streak is. It sounds really exciting. And it hits on some of the aspects of, of where I feel like NFTs are falling short right now. So uh, looking forward to getting to that with you. But I guess, like, let's just start with, like, where your Top Shot journey, your NFT journey started and, and how you fell into the space. Um, so early in life, I've always loved sports, three-sport athlete through school, through high school, elementary, all that stuff. And then I went to college and I started doing covering sports journalism because I didn't become an NBA player or anything, you know. So I started covering the sports. I still wanted to be in the sports business because that's what interests me. And, and I really like it. And, you know, passing down to, you know, my, my little brother, he loves basketball now. And probably my kids will love basketball. So being uh, just 
surrounded by the space in basketball. I love it. Um, growing up Springfield, Mass, birthplace of basketball and everything. Like, it's a culture here, you know? It, it really is. And I, I wanted to be more involved. My friend Tyler Brady knows I'm obsessed with basketball. So he hit me up and said, hey, I'm in the crypto and I found these cards, these basketball cards. I know you and your dad, you know, you grew up in collecting cards too. Maybe you'd like this. I said, all right, you know, teach me a little bit about this. And he's like, well, the reason why I'm telling you is because I have this $10,000 Luca card and I, and I don't really know much about basketball. So I'm coming to you to ask you, what is this all about? And it was this cool cat's Lamello. I mean, not Lamello, Luca. Luca. And, and then from there, you know, I was like, let me, let me check this out. So I go to Top Shot. I try to, you know, make my account for like a month. Every time I go on the website, the website's down and I'm trying to sign up, can't make an account. Finally get through mid-February maybe. Um, and from there, I just, I'm buying cards and I love it and I'm meeting people. I make my first YouTube account. I never was a YouTuber. I never tried to be. I always just did uh, beat reporting and, and just writing and then goes blogs and websites and stuff. Um, and just kind of expanding on that and realizing I went to college for this stuff. I've had internships, never really had a job for it. Um, I got to take my shot. Like this is a, a fresh community and and like I want to kind of establish myself in this because I went to college for this. I really like put the time in and, and effort and I love it. But no other business is seeing that I love this. And I feel like I see sports journalists who don't really like what they do. They're in it for more of a check. Um, so I, I enjoy the space and I, and I understand the game of basketball. I also work for a semi-pro basketball team. So I kind of know how to print jerseys and gear and all this other stuff. I'm like, let's just do this, uh, you know, let's do this meetup and have the NFT All-Star game and everything. And from there, Streak, one of the founders, seen what happened and what it was and was very interested and said, you know, we're starting an NFT project that is, uh, I would say, I don't want to overshare because we have a few, a few details i guess because we're not at launch yet um but it's just you and me pack trip it's okay <laughs> share a, everything a comparable product i would say to michael jordan's air on soul but this was something that was i believe made before that because they put in for app patent with apple um in early i want to say august maybe before that like 2021 so this is like something that was is getting bogged down in the app phase by apple off of like a money situation but then they're they're trying to figure out how else they could uh do it the app is actually about to get approved and and they changed a couple things with whatever like I, i'm not on the tech side i'm customer service basically um and like marketing and event staff that type of thing um well let's stay with streak then and, and just give us a huge like a a, a declassified overview for what streak is so what streak is is I, I could give an example of, of our founder. Our found, one of our founders is Jacob. He was a professional soccer player in the MLS. He retired last year, but he played Division One at UConn. He was a great player and everything. And basically, his uh, he, he's a good example of what the uh, Twitch is going to be. So, or not Twitch, Streak. It's it's kind of like Twitch, where you have a streaming service and you have subscription based. So if you want to pay that $5 a month essentially to get the emojis and maybe a private stream or something like that, that's basically what it is. And Jacob was a one of the top ranked high school players in the country. There's a time where Streak could have been useful for him. 
you know, where he could have been making content with NIL, you know, you don't have to worry about high school and college players making money anymore. So you could become a professional athlete while you're still in high school, essentially. And that's what the pitch of streak is, is that you could start building your platform, a player like Mikey. Um, I mean, people don't even know his last name. It's just like Mikey, this high schooler who's taken over the uh, the media space. You know, he's all over Bleacher Report and Slam and, and all these other uh, media conglomerates that take over Instagram that have millions of, of followers. Um, but basically someone like Mikey or maybe LaMelo when he was in Chino Hills could have had a streak account and been streaming and, and making revenue and dropping NFTs. And then this is kind of where they included me and in that they wanted to see um, pick my brain a little bit on how I, I believe in NFTs and circulation counts and everything else. So it's um it's a fun project. And also, I think some really great things are going to come from it. And utility is also a, a big factor. I've also been pitching the Streak Olympics. I don't know if I should be talking about this. It's but basically, they, they found me through the NFT All-Star game. And essentially, the Streak Olympics would be uh, something similar. But gathering whatever content creators are on streak so we do have some professional athletes signed i can't say any of those right now um but it's from many sports leagues like female male um all the pro leagues in the country there we got at least uh, a couple from each so it's it's promising this is uh started by maven maven ventures is one of the big funders which is a big funder in silicon valley also um, owners of the San Francisco 49ers and a few other teams. Um, so it's it's definitely backed. And this was something that was really in the works before me. I'm, I'm just so glad that they thought that I was a, a little puzzle piece that could help complete it. That's awesome. And I've had uh, Mikey Williams' mom, Sharice, on the podcast. And we talked about NIL and we talked about uh, what what sort of opportunities it, it creates. And, you know, I... <laughs> For people that are famous, who have huge social media followings, um, who have, you know, fans, it does like you start to question using services like Twitch and YouTube because, you know, those are going to be a real heavy slice of the pie for the company, a real small slice of the pie for the content creator, celebrity or athlete. So it, it like it, it kind of fits within this idea of decentralization that like we would look for people who have the followings and people will follow them to, you know, an app like streak to, to bring it somewhere else. Um, I'm, I'm curious in, in terms of now that you are not just sort of like, uh, uh, you know, spending your free time in the space and, and it was a hobby and it was something that you enjoyed. Now it's your work. I, I've, I've undergone this transition myself uh, over the past, you know, four or five months. What's that transition been like for you? Um, well, I can't just be on Twitter as much as I as much as I want, and whenever I get a notification, I hear my phone buzz or something. I can't just go and reach for my phone and get lost in it or whatever, you know. So it's hard being home and being very focused. But I've been doing, uh, I've been changing my routines up and everything to fit it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the the NFT All Star Game uh, and and what that experience was like. You talked about the idea of getting people together um i i think that the nft space on the whole um has not done and and we can say that it's covid and that you know no one's traveling but the reality is that people are traveling and people, people are, are 
people are starting to get together and, you know, COVID is not gone, but life after COVID is sort of sprung. And I'm just sort of curious on, on like, once you talk through the event on the whole and, and some of the big takeaways you had from meeting all these people in person. So it all started, I want to say, in Summer League Vegas. So this was, you know, Top Shot's first IRL activation was Summer League Vegas. But they were only there for the first three days. I didn't know that when they first made the announcement. When they said, hey, guys, we're at Summer League, whatever. It was a blog or something. Um, and so I booked my tickets to Vegas. I didn't know they were going to be there for the first three days. So I was there from days like five or six to the last day on the championship, and I got to see the Kings win against the Celtics. Um, that was that was a fun game and everything. But, yeah, I missed the whole top shot boat. But there were also other people and content creators and stuff who also did the same exact thing as me. So from there, in, there's a lot of in-between time between games and stuff. Um, so one day we rented out uh, a court. And we just played basketball. And then I thought about it. And I'm like, hey, like, why don't we just, like, get a whole bunch of Top Shot collectors and we record it. And we have our own little thing. We have prizes and yada, yada, yada. And try to make this, like, kind of like a, I don't know, a cooler community club, whatever. And I think getting together is really important. And, and building community. Now, let's say as an example, Fleo uh, was in the NFT All-Star game. He makes videos every single day on YouTube. He's going to, like, he has something to look forward to the next year, too. He's grinding. You know what I'm saying? But he's like, if I keep doing this content and everything, keep doing my thing, like, he, he's going to always be a part of this community in some way. And it's just a, it's just a good way to keep everybody going and keep everybody um, locked into their other stuff. I see Team Hold brings on NBA Top Shot Talk, TST now. You know, I don't think they truly had, like, that guest connection prior, but they met each other in person. And now they're on each other's shows. And there's just a networking aspect to this. We're all businessmen in a certain sense. If this is all play money like we claim and we're not all over leveraged, um, you know, this is all play money. So this this is what it is. We're having fun. Why aren't we having fun? Um, it, it just should be looked at as that. Yeah. And, and you know, the uh, Dream has talked a lot about his experience in attending and, and how much fun he had. And I'm massive fan of boards to buckets and dream shaker and everything that he does always felt like he's been a real one in the space like sort of from the jump uh and it's not, i'm not just saying that because we're chicago brothers i'm saying it because i mean it um but he he talked about uh what a cool experience it was to meet all the different people from the sort of top shot community and i mean i will say that having attended nft nyc and getting to meet people from the Top Shot space. It was the first time I met Pack Rebuing, um, yeah, and, and attending a bunch of parties with Top Shot people, as well as some of the other projects that I'm really passionate about. Meeting them in real life, really, like, it was really cool. It, it sort of turned this from, like, uh, you know, randos on the internet to, like, you know, people that start to become your actual friends. And and that human connection, you know, when you when you're living your life almost everyone now is starting to work remotely like that human connection really matters it sort of um you know makes us not lose like sight of our humanity so dream was super enthusiastic about that and i, I know you mentioned that you might have the streak olympics coming do you plan on doing the basketball game every year on all-star weekend like what's your sort of future for that event as you see it um so the 
the idea was pitched a long time ago. I um I actually interviewed for Dapper Labs um and I didn't get the job. I was very very excited like I'm telling you, I, I went to college for four years for sports journalism. I never landed anything. I'm 26, about to turn 27 in, in oh, eight days. Um, and it, it meant the world. When I got that, I opened my email and it said I had a, a job interview. I cried. Like, I, I genuinely, like, teared up. And I was so excited. And then a week later, I got the message that I didn't get it. And it was the same emotion. You know, I, I was just, I was, I was broken up about it. I, I grew up collecting cards with my dad. I grew up obsessed with sports and now I, I try to cover it and everything in college. And I just been having odds and ends jobs ever since. And like, still like telling myself, like, I'm going to reach this dream one day. And it felt like that door opened for a second. Um, and then it closed. So like it added to, uh, I don't know, like some motivation and some growth. And just because like, I, I had to think about it in a way. Um, I'm very happy where I am and stuff, but it's a way of, I always wanted to get, let's say to ESPN. And I got an inter, uh, interview in, a, in an internship at Mass Live. And that's just this Massachusetts little, uh, <laughs> you know, journalism company. And that was cool for me. But it was like, all right, this is the steps. Like, I got to prove myself here and everything else um, if I want to get to the end goal or whatever. So just continuing the grind. And, and I, I know I'll, I'll get to a happy place. I kind of forgot what the question was. I lo <laughs> got lost in it. Um, uh, more so focused on... Uh, if you plan to do the game. Oh, next yeah, year. yeah. So basically, yeah, I, I pitched the idea to them. They, I don't know, like they were kind of confused on it. They weren't too sure about it. They didn't get it. Maybe they didn't uh, see like the content creators to put them on a platform like that. Who knows what it is, but it happens. And then three weeks later, Roham tweets, hey, maybe we should have an annual event, you know? And it's just, uh, I don't know what's going to happen on the Top Shot side. I scheduled the NFT All-Star game the weekend before All-Star weekend. And that's how it will always be. So next year, even if their weekend changes, we'll always be the weekend before. So we could have our like little media run and do our stuff. And then we have All-Star promo and everything to do throughout All-Star weekend because we're, we're making ourselves part of the All-Star weekend. Um, yeah. I don't know if Roham's going to, in Dapper Labs and everything, is going to kind of take uh, the annual All-Star game or whatever, some sort of convention. And that's what it was uh, meant to be, was a, basically a Top Shot convention where you have panelists, you have all these content creators. The panelists are playing the basketball game instead of just pitching you this coin that you should buy and the deflationary and all that. Like, it, I didn't want it to just be like a Bitcoin and Ethereum conference. But at the same time, it is just with a little spin. Um, and I think more and more people seen it once it actually happened and they kind of understood. And also all the content creators had a really good time. They're hanging their jerseys up in the back and creating this legacy of it. I don't want to let it go. Um, I do want to keep doing it. It's just that tweet kind of was was scary in a sense is. Are they just going to do this and are they going to do it on the same weekend as me? I, I don't know when it's going to happen. Is it going to happen in Summer League Vegas? And are they going to take that as their annual thing? And then I still have All-Star Weekend to run this event and we could all still get together and everybody. Or, or, or they just get you to run it for Dapper and you do it, you know, it, it becomes a Dapper sanctioned event. So, yeah, it sounds like there's a lot of different ways it could go. Yeah. But it definitely sounds like you're planning on continuing the, the making this a tradition and an annual thing. And, oh, yeah. and it could be, you know, it could be really interesting in terms of how you couple it with other 
in real life utility and in real life events because I think people are, are are looking for a reason to be together, and I think it, it could be part of a, a Top Shot All Star Top Shot weekend. It could be part, uh, and I mean, think about the people you could pull in to talk about all sorts of different Top Shot things, um, and and people are probably more likely to be able to afford to travel to that event than they are to all-star weekend given how insane the prices were for just i was looking because i would i live in chicago i was looking to go to cleveland for just like the all-star saturday and the prices were just absolutely accessibility that's what top shot pitches and everything and i created a space where it was accessible you know all you needed was a seeing stars moment to enter the game um well if you know if you weren't a player if you were just a collector didn't have too much collectors uh, rented out the whole entire building, probably didn't <laughs> need the whole entire building, even though that's the only option. You can't just rent a piece. But um, yeah, about 10 to 15 collectors showed up. And then also like local people, my mom, her boyfriend and, and my little brother, um, a couple friends from around the area showed up. It was a good time, you know, and I think the the content creators got the got the point of it. The people that were there, it looked a little wonky on the video. But nobody who was actually there, and that's what the point of this was, was an IRL event that we we could record it, and if you can't make it, you know, if you're out of the country or yada yada, you can still see it. But the whole point was to get people in person. It was taking the metaverse IRL, not making IRL into the metaverse in the in recording and everything else and bringing it online. Um, so, yeah, the people that were there did not have any clue that the cameras were having any issues. And I think that's what it needs to be next year is as long as everyone's in the building. I mean, the camera is going to be a better situation next year. But as long as more people are there, they'll get the concept. It, it was a, it was great camaraderie. And you've seen even the losing team. I, like, I mean, I was there. Maybe the cameras were a little pixelated. You couldn't see it. But I feel like the team that was down was having a better time than the team that was up. Everyone's yeah, laughing. Everyone's passing to each other. You sub in next. Like, it wasn't an ego thing. Everyone was just having fun, dishing the rock. And, and that, that's what it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be everybody linking up after we went and got some beers, watched UFC, ate some food, kind of just connected as people, barely even talked about Top Shot. I'm bouncing around there. You know, there's like 25 people in this little room that we rented. So we're all just like kind of going to each other for like five, 10 minutes, chit chatting and everything. And it, it was a good time. You it know, sounds like it, it sounds like it was a really good time. And, and, and I think that uh, both there's a sort of you can then draw the line to then your role within streak and like why it makes sense that you're doing that type of work for streak. You know, I, I think I've been recording this podcast for a long time and a massive part of what I see is that there's tons of focus on creating art and creating utility, but people have shied away from the in real life utility thing just because I think you know, COVID in a lot of respects, I think has kind of been an excuse to not really invest in that aspect of what's going on. Mm -hmm. But I think we're at the point where like people are just going to want that and crave that. I mean, I, I'm going to NFTLA next week on the 28th. I'm going to Boston this weekend for a crypto conference. Like I think people want to get out and they want to be around other people. And, you know, I mean, they want to be around other people socially. I think like the works, the work side of this is always going to be this sort of decentralized people wanting to be remote. And I mean, it makes more sense for everyone. Um, I think everyone's pretty much happier working remotely. So, uh, but I, I think that your event will become one of many, hopefully, 
uh, that people want to get together at. I know that when uh, the nine, I think it was, there was a, a season tip off in Milwaukee, Plunge Father got a bunch of people together and they had beers before the game. And there was a bunch of top shot collectors who won the trip to go there. Uh, I think meeting people um, definitely makes a huge difference. I organized a Bulls game uh, in mid-Feb and there were about 23 of us that went okay. and we had a lot of fun. Uh, and we got great seats for the game. Um, and, and I think like, I'm assuming that top shot is going to start doing more of that, uh, as we go, because I think that is a lot of what keeps people together and what's keep, what keeps people interested in, in, in being part of any community is the relationships that they make along the way. Yeah. Web, and that's what they say. Web three is all about. It's supposed to be community driven and everything. That's why I don't boo hoo about that. I paid for this NFT all-star game. That's what we're claiming. We're claiming community is going to build and, and kind of pave the way. So, like, and, and that's what it is. So, I mean, I could have I bought a, a Top Shot debut or something else. I could have did whatever. And I, I didn't want to do that. I felt like I, I've had my fun in this whole tech space and everything. I've made some money. And this was, all, this was a hobby, like I said from the beginning. So, the fact that... I'm, I'm a kid from Springfield, Mass. I promise you, I didn't have anywhere near close to this money growing up. My my dad didn't have anywhere to his money growing up. He he had a high school diploma and worked a, a minimum wage job. My my mom uh, is on disability. Like we, We've never had money like this. And the internet completely changed what the hell like I could do. And it, it blew my mind. And yeah, so I've <laughs> I've been at zero before. The majority of my life, I've been closer to zero than anything. And to to share something like that, like I'm a kid from Springfield, Mass. I I can't even like I don't even want to pay for a ticket to get in the Hall of Fame to go see it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's expensive to get in there. And like I, I had friends, JPEG Trainer from Springfield, Mass, the one who won the one who won the MVP, sponsored by Ballers. Shout out to Ballers on Flow. Oh, that's um, awesome! The ballers uh, came in and sponsored part. Yeah, they gave a they gave a free baller for the MVP, and that was awesome. And yeah, JPEG Trainer, which we also started our NFT journey together. We went to high school together and everything. He's never been to the Hall of Fame. Twenty five years old, never been Springfield his whole life. Likes basketball and everything. Has Kobe posters in his room. Never been. You know why? Because no one wants to spend that money. Because we already know like money's tight around here. It's not like a, a great area and everything. And I don't know. We we came up from the internet in this Web three and crypto and and whatever stocks or whatever you want to say. Like this whole investing side of things changed our lives to where we never seen our, our maybe our parents do this or anything like that. Um, yeah, I'm you just go glad from not share that. You you go from not being able to go to renting it out. That's to a renting pretty, it out. Yeah, that's, like, crazy, that's what I'm saying. Like it yeah. was a, it was a personal moment to me. Um, yeah, it was big. I remember yeah. not being being able to join like a little league team because it was too much money, you know, like maybe what is it like 80 bucks, maybe $150 to join like a, a rec league in basketball. And, you know, that was that wasn't that was too much at one point in my life um, as, as for my parents or whatever. And and to do something like that where I just like rent it out for a day for no reason. I don't even profit off of it. I make <laughs> no money, but I just do it just just because like. Uh, 
Like th- that opportunity could have never happened. Roham introduced me basically to all these people, introduced me to you in a weird way. Um, like all this happened because of Top Shot, but in the, the roots of it, I wouldn't have been brought to Top Shot if I didn't have this obsession about basketball. And I just kind of wanted to take it back there. Basketball yeah. started in Springfield, Massachusetts by James Naismith, a Canadian man. My dad is from Canada. French was his first language. Like, I don't know, just bringing the, the basketball went worldwide. And then it all came back, I felt, at the NFT All-Star game at the Hall of Fame. As poetic as it is and 20 people showed up, um, it really, like, I don't know, it was a full circle moment to me because, I don't know, maybe I'm a little more emotionally attached to it. Um, but I but I really felt that. And, like, in a broader sense, like, Michael Jordan and LeBron James are billionaires because of some guy from Springfield, Mass., came up with a game in the 1900s, you know? Like, it... I'm telling you, this this little idea can really blossom into some great things. Um, now probably Roham's a billionaire from basketball. You know what I'm saying? Because of James Naismith uh, and what he's done with his product and and marketed it and took it to on flow into the blockchain. Uh, there's amazing things that could happen. And once I realized that, I felt like a sense of more motivation. Like James Naismith died a long time ago and his, his uh, fruits of his labor are still going on. You know, so yeah. passing on a legacy and, and trying to do something great and not look for, for flowers at the time because you might not get appreciated. You might be ahead of your time or whatever. So it's not about the flowers. It's just about doing something out of your heart and, and something good for the people. Yeah. And, and I mean, I think a lot's been made of Top Shot uh, chasing out rent seekers and non-basketball fans. And, and to be honest, I think at this point, we're there. I don't think there's people collecting that don't love basketball anymore because the money's just not there in a pack for you to. And I think they've actually started NFL all day the right way by making it EV negative on these packs to start and and having people get moments they want in the marketplace and be collectors of things that they value. Mm -hmm. I think like the only thing I really think Top Shot has to do, I think for me, it's not about supply. For me, it's not about account valuations. The only thing that they really have to do is connect people together. And like to your point about like the whole Web3 movement being community oriented, I think that th- that is, is a really easy thing for them to do. Create a, a space or spaces where people can in real life get together. And uh, that those things bring community. They create community. And your event is, a, is like a shining example. And I think like one of the comments, you know, when I put my Top Shot tweet up the other day was that like, why are, you know, the Chewy Wolves of the world and the Pack Drips of the world, the ones who are leading this charge to, to create in real life utility? Um, and, and none of us know the answer. There could be things behind the scenes that make it really difficult to execute and do. I don't know. But what I am sure of is more than anything uh, for me and for a lot of collectors, it's it's the connections and the, the building relationships and the community aspect that needs to be turned up. It, it I mean, the reason why the Bulls event happened for me was that Discord group. That was where I met all those people. Oh, okay, cool. And, and that's how, through Top Shot, like they created a Discord for team set collectors. We all connected there. I, I contacted the Bulls season ticket office. I put it together and we had a great time. But I think like if, if Top Shot can just take the efforts of people like you, like Chewy, like the Jurassic Pack, like and, and just amplify them and support them and nurture those things, I think you're going to see the that's going to create that growth that they're looking for, in my opinion. It's not going to be from a KD ad. It's going to be from 
people being super passionate about the product and and people wanting to be a part of something. Yeah, in the Top Shot Kingdom, I I kind of brought uh like a shout out plunge here. Is I always wear this on my screen. guy I plunge. I, I pump the NLL bags. I love being in the Nine Lives Lounge, but he made the first Cool Cats gear, which then triggered Top Shot to realize, oh, this customers want this. He's making our money. Let's make our own. Now Chewy, same thing. Top Shot Kingdom. He's doing team stuff. That's applying pressure. They're talking about team sets. They said, oh, we got a leaderboard, but it's on another website that is not owned by us. So it's like, you know, and Chewy, on the other hand, applying pressure, putting his foot on the neck and saying, listen, I'll get all the Kings fans money then. If they want to buy T-shirts, they'll get it off of me. And if they want to, you know, so we'll, we'll yeah, probably and, see and, that and coming soon. The revolution will not be televised, my friend. Listen, nope. Patrick, really great to have you on. Excited for the work you're doing with Streak. It, it was great to – this is the first time we've ever uh, spoken, and I've really enjoyed meeting you and looking forward to hopefully attending the Top Shot All-Star event not as a player because my spine is surgically fused with like eight screws and four steel rods, but to come as a, as a active member and maybe do the play by play even, yeah. uh, I would definitely be down for that. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. So well, um, all that. yeah, yeah, yeah. This would be awesome. So um, I, I just appreciate your efforts for the, the top shot community and uh, your voice. And uh, thanks so much for joining me today. Hey, thank you, Jeremy. I appreciate it. All right. There you have it. I want to thank my guest, Packdrip, for joining me. Check out Streak at streak.us and learn more about the app that they're building. Uh, pretty interesting stuff. Going to be bringing you a bunch more episodes this week. Going to also get my Keep Fishing, Adam Fish catch-up episode in with you about Zero Mint Theory. Really looking forward to that. Um, for me, it's Dr. Jeremy signing off, saying take care of yourselves and each other. Peace. Peace.